a terrific talk with Lars Eller a couple nights ago after his thousandth game, after that wonderful moment when he scored a goal. And it takes a lot for me to disagree with Lars Eller. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll also check out. The Penguins did finish off their pre-break schedule in, wow, yeah, I'll just use that as the adjective, wow fashion. Eller coming up with a goal in his thousandth same as he did in his very first for St. Louis many years ago. Sidney Crosby with, even by Sid's standards, an absurd spinorama backward pass, blind, or at least we think it's blind, presuming he doesn't really have eyes in the back of his head to Jake Gensel. And then Marcus Pedersen with a gorgeous top-shelf bar-down beauty in overtime. And everybody had... The opportunity to leave the rink that night feeling good about themselves individually and to an extent collectively, especially when you consider the alternative, when you consider the noise that undoubtedly was beginning to creep into the inside from the outside, there's an excellent chance there was noise on the inside as well, I'm told. But you know what? They ended it with a bang. And even though they're sitting there in 10th place, tied with a couple other teams, five points out of the final wild card spot, and still looking very much up at the race in which they should be participating, they're at least still there. And as any professional athlete will attest, going into a break, Those wins are so valuable. The last thing you want to be doing is beating yourself up the entire time because then it only compounds by the time you get back. Feels like nothing's changed. Feels like nothing's going to change. And look, optimism, you know, it helps. No one ever in any of life's ventures wants to feel like they're wasting their time or energy. They want to feel like there's a chance of succeeding. So Eller, who, in his own way and to his own extent, has become a real leader on this team. And I hope you got to see and appreciate some of the way his teammates feel about him with that ceremony before the game. Told me after the game that he believes in these players. He believes in everything that's happening Around this team, he feels that they haven't gotten the results. He feels like the underlying hockey beneath the outcomes, beneath the results, has been better than what's made it to the surface. And then he said the one thing that really stuck with me. We've got the group. We've got the group. Uh, That's not some bold headline guarantee or anything like that. It could just as easily be construed as his saying that you know he likes the people that are there, he likes their potential and whatever, but that's not what it was. And because it's coming from him and because he's so bleeping smart, I knew that he knew what he meant to say. And it was at that point, for the first time, 
that I thought to myself, Lars Eller is wrong. <laughs> it could just as easily be true that I'm wrong. In fact, chances are strong. When it's a hockey thing between me and Lars Eller, I'd be taking Eller every time. But, you know, this one's tough. This one's tough. This one's more like, how did he word this in his answer to another question? Something to the effect of how he doesn't see himself as being worthy of these big celebrations like the one that was had for him on Saturday, that he sees himself as more of a soldier type on a team. Well, this is what a soldier would say. This is what a soldier would say, even if everyone else, his platoon was just the worst and he couldn't stand them. You know, the soldier would say, we've got the group. So that's the way I'm going to lean with this for now. I don't see the group. What I see is that the three people who were most instrumental in that particular victory Saturday night also are three of the very, very few of whom I can say, we've got the group. Eller's definitely been part of it. He's been very good. As a certain someone on a certain podcast told you way back last summer that he was going to be, said you were going to love this guy. Well, here he is. Sid's been amazing. Jake's got 22 goals. I've loved Chris Letang's game from day one, not of the season, but of training camp. Came in with an impeccable attitude toward the acquisition of Eric Carlson. Took on a new set of responsibilities. Blossomed into what has to be one of the NHL's top five penalty-killing defensemen. And not to be left out here is Pedersen. Kyle Dubas doesn't do many interviews with actual Pittsburgh reporters, but he did say to someone else that he thought Sid and Pedersen have been the Penguins' two most consistent performers over the length of the season, and I wouldn't argue with that at all. But tell me where the fall-off is. Tell me where it begins. Because in my mind, it begins way too early in this type of conversation. Tell me what you're thinking of Carlson now versus what you and I also thought of him just a handful of weeks ago. Tell me what you think of Ricard Raquel versus what you and I thought of him only a handful of weeks ago. Tell me what you think of Riley Smith. What an acquisition that was. Or Ryan Graves, for that matter. Which of these people, or Brian Rust, or Tristan Jari, is going to be the one that says, hey, you know what? We've got the group. We're the group. We're the ones. We're going to lift this team up. Which of those individuals do you think is going to do that? Or could you see a scenario in which the same handful of players remain by far the best players on the roster through the second half of the season as well? When we come back, J1Q... comes from Gene, who says, DK, I loved the in-game changes by Mike Sullivan and the sheer chaos created the other night by the Ricard Raquel, Lars Eller, Evgeny Malkin line. Small sample, I know, but wow. Do you have any thoughts on that line? And do you think it'll be back after the break? 
Gene, I'm not going to tell you what to like and what not to like, but I will say this. When you're talking about something positive coming from your living legend, number two center, being shifted off to the side and the head coach trying to give him a boost by putting Eller with him and trying to give Raquel a boost by putting Eller with him, you've got problems no matter how good that line looks. Because you can do that, as Sullivan did, in the third period of a game in which you're trailing, at least they were until midway through the period, but you're not creating anything remotely resembling a long-term solution. There are people on this roster who have to perform a hell of a lot better and a hell of a lot smarter than they have been. One of those happens to be Gino. I'm not laying out something that everyone hasn't already figured out for themselves, but it's not enough when he's 36 years old to be showing that he's working hard. A lot of times he is working hard. What he doesn't do is work smart. He thinks he can still make the same passes, the same plays, the same moves that he did when he was 21. And you know what? Every once in a while, he can. And when he does, it hits the highlights. And everybody's like, oh, Gino. Yay, Gino. Way to go. It's so great that he's here and everything else. That more often than not ends up to backfire on him and the Penguins, because then he'll try it the next 10 times, too, when it's not the right play. Not now. Not at this stage of his career. Raquel's been a different story. The coaching staff, I can tell you this, uh, isn't happy with him. He was the one guy who got moved on the power plays recently. Well, him and Eric Carlson, who came with a little bit of a dig where it it became known, you're going to have to trust me on this one, that they were the reasons for certain switches, not to move somebody else up. Specifically, they really didn't like Raquel's road trip to Las Vegas and Tempe, I'm told. So the solution here isn't to have Eller babysit them, or however you'd want to term it. The solution is to have them play better. There's no reason right now that Yevgeny Malkin and Ricard Raquel shouldn't be scoring on a regular basis with or without Daddy along for the ride. I know, Gene, that this isn't what you asked and probably isn't what you want to hear. Because I saw the same thing you did. The line looked terrific. They were rushing up ice uh, in unison. I thought especially between Eller and Gino, I thought there was just a lot of good stuff. But it, it's not... <laughs> This team isn't going to survive by going short-term, period-to-period, trying to pick up who's sagging. And if they were able to pull it off against a mediocre Montreal team, do you think they'll be able to pull it off next week when they've got Winnipeg twice, once up there? I don't. I don't. Hopefully a lot of guys spend this break looking in the mirror. I appreciate the question, Gene. I appreciate everybody who listens to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 